the blind. Andrew John inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Uh, now on to the next game. Roosters, uh, sorry, Rabbitohs versus Cowboys. Uh, interesting game because the Rabbitohs played like almost not like the Rabbitohs play, but they played a game to get the win. And they got the win. They got the job done. You have to remember, Cowboys are, th- are third. Mm. You know, like they, they just beat the team that's third. Um, so although it wasn't pretty, uh, I, I put it this way. There was a lot of talk on the commentary about they're playing heavily around the ruck and they're being safe or whatever. I just think that's because they're used to Damien Cook being there and Havili being there. It's just like it's it's almost smarter to play safe because if he's not used to all the structures and getting to certain points. Um, and also I think that like if Cook was in that position, they'd probably get more points playing around the ruck because he would have opened it up a little bit more. So... Um, a good solid win, a real a good solid win. Like, did it set the world alight? No. Um, what's interesting though, in, in the 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 week where you know they don't, you know, Latrell doesn't have three try assists and they don't win by forty points or whatever. He runs for almost like his most meters. He ran for one hundred and seventy five meters, five tackle breaks, two line break assists. Um, but the Rabbitohs, I think they deserve a massive rap. We say it every week, but. It could have been a disaster this year, and they're they're in it. They're in it up to their ears. What the coach has done this year has been incredible. I think to consider that Wayne Bennett left. I went through on my podcast. I don't have the numbers in front of me here, but I went through and had a look at all the teams that Wayne Bennett has coached, and then what happened to them the year after. Mm. They all drop three to four places on the ladder, and some of them are dropping from tenth to fourteenth. And I think uh, that Newcastle side went from twelfth to sixteenth. I mean, South Sydney, what's the highest they can finish, Matty? Is it fifth? Fifth. Like, considering they went all the way to a grand final, they lost Wayne Bennett, they lost their halfback, they lost Gagai, mm. they brought in a rookie halfback. They're still trying to work out how to replace Gagai. For them just to be sitting where they are, they also made a 24-year-old their captain. Mm. Like, I think that decision alone, like, that, that, that could have caused mayhem at that club. If they go deep into the finals, prelim, we'll just say prelim, would that justify their Reynolds decision, do you think? Oh, it's tougher to go close to. What do you reckon, Jimmy? Great question. I don't know. Throw it, throw it to the water, boy. Oh my God. I mean, I'd love Reynolds right now. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a big turnaround, they've, isn't it? Yeah. They've made a lot of prelims the last few years. It's a tough, that's the toughest question you've asked Because, me. like, we do know for sure that Lockie Ellis has got 10 years in front of him. Mm. And so... I'm going to say no. I'm, 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 I'm going to say no. No? I, I think... You see what they're doing now with Ilias, who's, Imagine what who's solid. Imagine what it'd be with Reynolds. Yeah, yeah well, I reckon Souths are a genuine premiership threat, yeah. a huge threat, if Reynolds is the halfback yeah. right now. With with uh, Latrell Mitchell in this form, <laughs> with Reynolds at seven. Um, Drew? Yeah, actually, now that you put it like that, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was more so thinking long-term down the track, but for this year... What if they make a grand final? I, I was thinking yesterday, I, in my mind, I almost think I almost feel more confident they can make a grand final now than what I did probably at this point last year. 
Yeah, that's fair. Because largely of trail, I guess. Yeah, I think so. What what do you reckon, Matty? Like, I I thought you'd... I don't know. I, I didn't think you had a grand final in you at this point last year. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought... I th- oh, I think last year, though, because Souths were in the top four... Um, that's true, yeah. They were, like, a, a, a better chance, and now we, we can't even make the top four, so you've got to win four games in a row. What if they make the grand final? Lockie Elias leads into a grand final. I'd still sit there and go... Well, Adam Reynolds maybe could have won him a grand final. I just, mm. I still. So I, there's I, nothing that they can do, really. Well, well, I, like Jesus. win a comp. Like, as in, yeah. is is anything short of winning a comp uh, make the decision? I mean, it, it'd probably it. come down largely to how Ilias played between now and then. But yep. I just, I don't think I'll not be able to think of it as. But they could have been better with Reynolds this mm. season. If you win a comp in five weeks, are you going to say letting go of Adam Reynolds was the right choice? Well, yeah. You will, yeah. Of course. Oh, I, so I wouldn't be surprised if South Sydney fans don't think so. Still, like he's nothing short of winning a comp, though. Okay, nothing short of winning a comp. But I still think we should have kept him. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. Wow. Lot to play out. Lot to play out. I will say though that if they make a grand final, you may not be able to say it was the right decision, but I don't think you can say it's the wrong decision either. I don't think you. I don't think you can say like. Like, for example, right now, I think most people would say it's just like, not factually, cause you, but it's basically factually a wrong decision. Shouldn't have got rid of Reynolds. But I think if they get into a grand final, you'd have to say that, like, it's a reasonable thing to say that it wasn't the wrong decision because you've got a Lockie list that led them to a grand final. Um, he's going to be there for the next 10 years. And look, you know, yes, they can make the grand final. I, the, at the moment, I probably have them like, you know, fourth or fifth down the pecking order. But I just thought it was a really interesting thing because I, I think most people think that getting rid of Reynolds was the wrong decision. But, you know, Demetrio has got them in a position where he may be justified. He may be vindicated. Because, like, what if they make a grand final and they win one the next year? You know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the potential. That's what I was going to say. The question will probably be better in a year in or two. A year or two. Mm. Um, and even further down the track, because letting go of Reynolds, you like it's going to allow you to keep other guys that like someone. Else, if they would, if you would have kept Reynolds, you would have lost probably one of these other big three that you're going to be keeping now yeah. as well. And yeah. he's the oldest out of all of them, isn't he? I think Cody's Cody slightly is. older, but mm. they're, they're the same age, roughly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just it's just a, a massive commitment to all of them. I, I personally. There was a, as a, a large part of me, not not majority, but as a big part of me, I thought, fuck, I can see Rabbitohs falling out of the eight. Like, I can see everything going wrong, like someone getting injured, and then I can see Demetrio on the back of the paper, and, you know, like just all the negative things of how quickly it can turn for a club, because Rabbitohs are such a big club in the NRL. They're, you know, they've been around for two years now in the NRL, which is incredible for the club. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's like. It's such a shame. It's, I'm so angry that you said that because, like, after I, like, put that um, photo of the Cohen Hess thing up, I had so many, both Broncos and Cowboys fans, I reckon more than, like, 15, 20, saying, oh, ah, what? youngest team in the comp. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, you can't say anything. Yeah, because if you buy it, they're like, yeah, got him. Yeah. But, like, it does sting you a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm literally the focal point of everyone. Like, the Broncos losing, it's my fault, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's bizarre, that. Because, like, I wore the shirt after we lost to the Tigers. Yeah. Makes no sense. Um, but, look, if it's funny, 
you can you can enjoy it, boys. Well, I think that that was the other thing that during the season for me, I felt like like Jason was constantly biting back at media yeah. at the start of the year, and I sort of thought, fuck, like this could. Yeah, good spiral. And you could tell that occasionally Wayne Bennett was just chiming in with a little comment yeah, here and yeah. there to try and bait a reaction out of him. And I, yeah, it's interesting how it's played out and how he's, <clears> you know, come finals time. I don't know if they, they can win a comp, but I think they're going to, they're a team I don't want to play over the next five weeks. Yeah. But back, back to Elias and Demetrio, it's, it's just funny if we went back in time to mid June, the day after South got pumped by the Dragons and Demetrio hooked Elias to say that we'd be having this conversation yeah. in two months is pretty, pretty I, I still think. Could have been handled better, that situation. And I think that Demetrio, look, fuck. At, at the end of the day, the the facts are in his favour. Like you've gone on and played really well, but it did seem quite a an emotional decision at the time. Like it seemed like Demetrio was like pissed at him and he took him off. But the facts are on his side. At the end of the day, Demetrio, uh, Ilias came back and he's played really well for the rest of the year, like solidly at least, at the very least. Um, I think Demetrio deserves massive raps. I really, really do. I, I just, I think it was, he's done the best job of any coach post Wayne. He deserves a rap for that. And and yeah, like at the start of the year when he was biting back at the Reynolds question mm. as passionately as he was, I was like, oh man, he is going to be in for a long, long year. But I think he's like matured quite quickly. Not matured. He's gotten better as a coach quite quickly and he bites back at the right moments. Like, for example, the Wayne one with yeah. Latrell, he'll come out and say, you know, well, I don't see there's much of a carrot there because Christian Wolf's going to be a coach in a year. So it's kind of like, look, I can understand why Demetrio's biting back that. Like, that's his superstar and Wayne's going to potentially come at him. Um, whereas the Reynolds one, it's like, bro, you're going to get you're going to get that constantly. And that was round one, wasn't it? It was before round one, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then that, um, they play, you played Brisbane round one, didn't you, too? So they played Brisbane round one, but then lost in like golden point in round two. So like, yeah, yeah could have used Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. So Demetrio deserves a massive rap. He really, really does. I think he's been, I think he's done fantastically with this squad. Um, and it seems like all those boys want to stay. I don't want to give another bloke a shout out. We did it the other week, but Ken Murray, a 24 year old captain. What an incredible bloke. And just, just a special human being. You know, his first 30 minutes was amazing. It was just, it was everywhere. Yeah. And he was, his ball playing is improving. Um, you know, he made 37 tackles, only missed one, three tackle breaks, 161 meters. Uh, just as a young captain to be captaining um, this club through a tough time, losing guys like Gagai and not just players. We're talking about leaders, two leaders, your outside back leader and your actual captain. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing stuff by Cam Murray. Uh, Tom Burgess was outstanding off the bench. Uh, you know, I thought Tane Milne was pretty good off, uh, like on the wing. Yeah, he had an error or two in him, but he still ran for. He still had the meterage that you guys some, seems, sometimes seem to lack without Gaga there. Um, but another bloke I want to give a shout out to, uh, Campbell Graham. Fuck, like I love the way he plays, and he's he's never going to get the raps that he deserves for some of the stuff he does. And to do it heavily concussed as well, mate. <laughs> mate, what about that? <laughs> How's he coming back on the field? <laughs> Like, we say we've got an independent doctor and he gets back on the field. He should immediately, like, that independent doctor surely should immediately be on the phone. It's like, get him off. And, and that was, and Matty, you can talk more about it. Like, he didn't come off the field and stand at that point, and then come back on. He walked all the way up to the tunnel. Yeah. And then came. He was taken off by the trainer, walked to the tunnel, and then, because I was in the crowd, so I just assumed it was a HIA, didn't look at the card or anything. And then, yeah, ran back on three minutes later, and I was comp- very confused. 
I didn't realize it was a um the free they use the free interchange. Well, surely, surely the Cowboys are going to use that to fight the Cohen Hess. I mean, unless he's taken the early plea. Yes. But it's like, if I hit him in the head, how's he back on? You know what I mean? If there was head contact, how is he back on? Um, we won't go into the tackle like. Look, we've been through this ad nauseum in regards to the tackle. Um, yeah, look, it, it's just it is the way the game is now. That, that, that you, just, you just can't afford to. If you're a forward and you want to shoot out of the line, you've got to somehow lower your – like I was speaking to – I was listening to Joey and Freddie talk about it. You know, them pretty much saying that they want it to still be in the game but they need to lower their target. But the thing is, is that if you watch it, Campbell Graham does late footwork and that's what makes the, the potential head clash. I don't know whether it was a head clash or whiplash. I don't know because it, I, I, I tend to think more as a head clash because Cohen Hess was also dazed. But I think as a forward, you kind of have to just let that go, don't you? You're risking 10 in the bin mm. for a big hit. And it's even like, like as you just <laughs> said, like you, you've got to lower your target. If the player slips or if they edge down or if they force into contact, well, it doesn't matter anymore. You're high again. You're gone. And that's the thing with Campbell Graham. Like, he didn't lower massively, but he did step slightly mm. and try to spin out of it. And so, like, I, I just – and also, if you're running that fast, you know how hard it is to lower your target while you – like, you spin and like, like you, that you, and you, then get low. You literally see players everywhere because they come into contact. They do lower themselves. Mm. Yeah. Not brace them. on purpose to get a penalty, well, it's, but it's, to it's, brace it's, yourself. It's natural yeah. to go yeah. – to go, it's not natural to go like this. It's natural to ball up like that. So, honestly, I think we've just gotten to the point and it's sad, but you just can't afford to do it, can you? You just I don't can't. Think so. in, yeah. in going into the final series, if I'm speaking to my forwards, I, I'm saying, boys, don't do it. Because, like, okay, we might change the momentum, but how often has that changed the momentum? It's, <clears> it's resulted usually. Well, I know Dale Finucan, you know, he was fortunate enough to get away, but then he missed a couple of weeks. You don't want to be missing a couple of weeks in final series. No. Um, you know, which sucks. But anyway, uh, Keon, I know we speak about him every week, but far out he's gotten consistent. And I think guys like Keon, Campbell, Totola, all these guys, they are such a credit to what Jason's done this year mm. with that time, side now. You know, obviously Latrell's firing, Cody's playing great footy, but all these guys that weren't their absolute superstars, all these mid-range guys are all of a sudden, they're playing their absolute best. I can't believe how good Satola's been this year. Yeah, massive. Can you, can you imagine how much Kalama Tungy would have been licking his lips when he walked out of that field? And initially he would have thought he was running at Drinky, going, mm. good luck, mate. Mm. Eventually he actually switched and, uh, well, uh, the hammer, Tabby Fido defending, uh, defending mm. the heart. Even so, he was been going, mate, not a chance you'll stop me. Yeah, Give absolutely. Give me 10 minutes to go through. Straight through too. Mm. And um, it was Ilias that constantly got him there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. There's a lot in Ilias' game that, is never going to be appreciated. He's not going to be that flashy, you know, whatever. But I, I just think he's he's in for a special career. He had a really good uh, force dropout at one point too. That was sort of a lot like the way that Thurston used to do it. He went down the right edge and he kicked. It was probably about thirty five meters out. He just let the ball drop on the ten meter line and just drift into the in goals. Like just that that smart sort of play that like. He, you need to have time on your side to be able to pull that, those sort of things off. And he's starting to get it, Elias. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So, great win for Abidos. Just one more thing on Sears. Um, they've only, Sears have only, before last week, have only won two games this year by 10 points or less. And that were, that were against the Warriors and the and the Dogs. They've lost three golden point games. One of them against Storm, one of them against uh, Sharks. Lost on the bell against Penrith last week. So, they've been struggling to close out 
tight games. So it was really like great to see them like win a close game for pretty much the first time this year. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point. If if the if they had it done against the Penny Panthers, maybe they'd get the win. If they played, you know, safer, simpler, maybe they get the win. What's to go with Damien Cook this week too? Is he playing or not? It seems like the it's gonna get reduced from seven to five, but Valandis came out and said he'll need to um pass like a rat test have no signs of illness so he's got to jump through a few hoops but also but like i wouldn't even bother like i wouldn't even bother playing him really if we don't have to i hope he plays just for the storyline <laughs> it's like it's like why are we testing still why are we testing i mean that they're, they're not really playing for much this week the bunnies are they 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 could finish as oh, they, fifth. They, they could finish fifth and six i suppose you yeah, they're probably better off playing the Raiders than they are the Roosters or Eels next week. But, you know, like if they play the Roosters next week, either way, what, will it be at the new uh, stadium? I think they'll or? play at Homebush. Yeah, they will. Yeah. They're playing for a home final. All right, yeah, fair enough then. Um, now, on to the Cowboys. Oh, this is a hard one. My, my Jets have called a little bit on the Cowboys, but I, I just think that's because the Rabbitohs and Roosters have kind of... <clears throat> maybe just stepped up a little bit. And that's where I feel like when you look at the Rabbitohs and Roosters roster, you know how they've just got those fucking superstars. And it's not to say like the Cowboys don't have some, you know, big players, but they don't have superstars like Latrell Mitchell and yeah. Teddy and Joey Manu and Cody Walker. They're a team. They're, they're a really, really good team. And so it's I'm not saying it's alarm bells at all for Cowboys at all, at all. But the little worry I have is do they have that extra little step in them to go with the cream of the crop when finals footy rolls around? Now, they may be developing those superstars like Nana. Um, you know, Drinkwater is definitely slowly developing into that. Uh, you know, have to remember they were out uh, Dearden. So it's not like they weren't missing players. But just that that little bit of extra special Source. I mean, to be fair, they've got Jason Tamalolo, but I don't think Jason Tamalolo is playing the same superstar stuff. He, he's more become a team player mm. um, than he, in the past. Uh, they've got Ruben Cotter, Cotter, who is growing into a superstar. But again, when you compare it to the likes of like Latrell, Teddy, so different. it's just a little bit different. Um, not a bad loss at all, but yeah, the completion rate was down. Mm. Um I think they made 15 errors. Rabbitohs also made 15 errors, so it was about the same. But so it definitely wasn't a bad performance by them. But if you consider yourself a top three or a top two side even, because they would have gone to second, I think, wouldn't they, if they won that game, yep. you're probably going to have to be able to put the Rabbitohs away, uh, even away from home. Yeah, and I think what we said at the end there, that's why I'm cooling off them a little bit. I think they're going to finish third. Whereas if they finish second, they get a home final week one. If they can win that, They'd play at Suncorp the week after, wouldn't they? With mm. two weeks to prepare. So, fuck, if they were second instead of third, all of a sudden it's a completely different for sure. game for me. Going up North but Queensland to play them. In a and then to Suncorp yeah. the week off, it's oh. completely different. Like, you don't have to leave Queensland. And t- t- I'd argue that's the best run of any team. Yep. Because, like, every other team, you're basically just going somewhere in Sydney. Bringing people up to Queensland, mm. oh. Tough. Yeah, but I mean, in saying that, that, that game on the weekend, like, I, I didn't think South Sydney played overly well. I think South Sydney will be happy with the win. They won't be happy with the performance. I think that the Cowboys, I mean, until the Simmons at the end, that they're only down by six points coming to the last 10 minutes. So mm. there are silver linings to take out of it. But I agree with you. I am fading <laughs> a little bit on the Cowboys. 
mm. the longer we go. Yeah, and I think also to be you know to defend the Cowboys as well. I think the penalty count before those last three was like eight one, mm. so it was a tough penalty count. Um, so it's kind of like everything that could go against them kind of did to a degree. Definitely missed Dearden. There's no denying that. Uh, I think Drinkwater is, you know, he's just suited more to fullback, I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I thought Leilua was really good. I thought he was good. Um, defensively, had some misses, but attacking-wise, I think he's slowly growing into his own. He can be a weapon in, in, um, in the final series. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one because, like, they lost, but I'm not... Mike, Jets have cooled, but at the same time, I'm still very high on the Cowboys. Like, I love what they're doing. They've got a fantastic defense, some of the best in the competition, which is what you need to win comps. And they were missing Dearden, and they were on and on the end of a shocking penalty count. Now, I'm not sure whether it was um, it was they deserved it or not, but at the end of the day, an 8-1 penalty count is pretty hard to bloody battle. What do you reckon about the, the Cowboys, Timmy? Yeah, I'm a bit like you, mate. I, I, I didn't lose any love. For the Cowboys from this game, I I think you touched on a few things there, but a lot of th- – pretty much anything that could go against them did go against them. I was watching that game, and their line speed was exceptional. Mm. And we know that they built the foundation of their success early on in the year that sort of flabbergasted everyone off the back of their defence and their line speed. And, you know, you say – we sort of say, oh, the Bunnies weren't at their best and, and didn't quite click – I think that's because of how good the Cowboys' line speed was. And they couldn't get into a groove all game mm. because they were just flying up. Like so their impressive. fitness was so impressive. And yep. I sort of sat there going, even at full time when they lost by 10 or whatever it might have been, going, you know what? Like, you know, when Dearden comes back in, Drinky's definitely better at fullback. Mm. Oh, sorry, Drinky spent most of the time at fullback anyway. But, mm. you know, you can put Hammer out wider off the bench as an X Factor. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I certainly wasn't disheartened by the Cowboys' performance. And I sort of thought going to finals, we know. Yeah, defence wins your competitions. Mm. Um, I think the signs are okay despite the loss. Yeah, I'd agree. Look at this. Off the bench, Jake Granville had 18 tackles. He missed one. But outside of that, they had no missed tackles from their bench players. And the minim- the least played was Granville, 15. So Ruben Cotter, 38 tackles, zero misses. Tom Gilbert, 31 tackles, zero misses. Tanua Brown, 21 tackles, zero misses. Mm. Like, talk about coming on. And their bench made zero errors. Few, few selection question marks. Ruben Cotter off the bench, played 45 minutes. Didn't love that. I quite liked when Luciano Leilua was playing his impact role off the bench. Mm. The Holem Lukey from early in the year where he come off the bench and play 50 straight at more of a tiring defensive line. I'd definitely be starting Cotter and have Leilua off the bench. Not that I don't mind starting Leilua, but if it's going to be at the expense of, say, Cotter. Mm. Uh, and then the great Griffin Neen. 18th yeah. man, mate. Surely he was injured. He was 18th man. And then Jermaine Tanoa Brown was on the bench. Oh, so he was at 17 and he decided to put Granville at... Okay, so he was named at 17 mm. and Granville was brought into the side. Maybe he was a bit crook or something. Neem's been but great like this why year. why 18th man if he was crook? That's what I was well, trying to work out. Like, surely you just drop him out if he's crook or got a yeah. niggle or something. Especially when you're using Jermaine Snell Brown for that 18 minutes. Well, maybe, like, you have a niggle where it's like, we don't want to play him, but if he's there, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's, we can play him if we have to kind of thing. Yeah. Because um, that doesn't make sense. Nah. Griffin Neem's been outstanding this year. Like, really, really good. That's surprising. I didn't even notice that. Um. Yeah, uh, I'd love to know the reasoning behind that. Surely it's not form. 
can't. And that's like what I initially thought was like, all right, he must have just been rested mm. to get away off. But I was like, if you're giving him a rest after, like, he wouldn't have missed too many games this year, Griffin. Surely you like sit him outside the squad, but yeah. you know he got his rest, I suppose. Yeah. So maybe that was the thinking. Surely he'll be back. Do you reckon he'll be back next week, though? I'd say so. Surely, surely. surely. He's interesting with, with their minutes when you have a look at them. Like Cotter only played forty-five, Gilbert only played thirty-three, Hess mm. played twenty-four. Like what he got submitted in the seventy-fifth or something along <coughs> those lines. So yeah. like, yeah, he missed out on minutes there, but he didn't miss out on thirty minutes there. Um, Do you reckon Peyton is trying to rest him a little bit? Maybe he's like his key players. Knows they're not dropping out of the four, but yeah. as you said, that home final is so important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to touch on, the Chad, that try assist for Felt, mm. just the instinctual footy. I think it might have been fifth tackle and they ran it, or it might have been fourth. I, th- I think it was fifth off the top of my head. And he ran it, beat a couple, scammed across field, put Felt in the corner. A bloke who's known for being a very structured half, but that was really off calf, yep. top notch footy. Felt. What a fucking try from Felt. Yeah, I feel like oh. you, you, you understated Felt's role there. It was yeah, sensational. Yeah, yeah. It was Well, Felt does that for fun. Yeah, literally. Yeah. One of the best finishes in the comp. Yeah. Seriously, the amount of games Felt has won for the Cowboys is outrageous. And also, Felt had a pretty rough start to the game. So, to come in back like that and get them back in the game, uh, incredible try by Felt. I want to give a shout-out to Reese Robson. I thought he was really good. Really good. Ran for over 100 metres, 47 tackles. Um Reese Robinson's just growing each week. I really like him. He's getting explosive. He's getting confident, making the right decisions. I thought he was great on the weekend. Um, no errors as well without much work. So, yeah, look, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough week to gauge with the Cowboys. There's one part of me that's like all the like foundationals that you need to win comps with defence, grittiness, toughness, it's all there. It's all there. But then there's another part of me that's like – do they have that, like when things do go against them, like the penalty count, do they have that incredible superstar that just does something amazing? Um, it, you know, it remains to be seen. Maybe they do. I mean, they've got Val Holmes in the centre. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he did an origin. So, yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they do. Uh, so, I'm just, Luke, uh, I don't know. Where would I be out of 10 when it comes to hype for the Cowboys? About a seven, seven or eight, around there. Maybe, yeah, maybe seven or eight. Whereas like Roosters for me have shot up to like nine. Mm. Um, Rabbitohs probably seven to eight. Um, but yeah, interesting. It would be, uh, it'd be, you know, we obviously mentioned it before without harping on about it, but if the Cowboys didn't have that Tigers win, they'd be on 32. And then you could have, you know, Melbourne play Parramatta, whichever team won out of that would have jumped the Cowboys. Out of the four, and then whoever wins out of Rooster South could have knocked them out of the top four as well. Yeah, well. So if it did play out that way, it could have been an unbelievable last week. And then the Sharks would have been safe with a home fight. Penrith and Sharks could have rested all their guys this Far week as out. well. But so, so the Cowboys are playing Penrith that are resting all their guys, correct? Yes. Well, so, so we've been told. Yeah. yeah. Um, so does that mean that they'll definitely get a home final if they win? The Cowboys? Well, no, if the Sharkies win... This week. Okay. Who's Sharky's playing? Newcastle. Oh, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> Mate, Newey. What's Dylan? <laughs> yeah. So it's an interesting one for the Cowboys. They Now they can't fall out of – the worst they can finish is fourth. Um, if Penrith are resting guys, I don't know. Do, do the Sharks play before the Cowboys this week? Just getting out the draw. Yeah. E- either way, it's um, – They play after them. Yeah, what, so I, what I love is that just – it's just such a, a red-hot race. Like, obviously, Penrith are out-and-out favourites, but 
you can't you just there's not a single team in there that you could count out yeah like you really can't you can't count it a single team um so yeah tough tough loss but a lot went against the the cowboys and they got did and come back in 